Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 124 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Christina Balam. Christina is a security intelligence engineer at Lookout, where she reverse engineers mobile malware. Prior to Lookout, she worked as an application security engineer at Shopify, focusing mostly on Android mobile security. Christina is currently pursuing an MSc in information security engineering. So, Christina, can I ask you to expand on that brief intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? My my role right now is basically as a malware researcher. I look at different samples of malicious apps on Android and iOS and decide whether they are, in fact, malicious. I'm responsible for reverse engineering them and at times tracing back the malware to malicious actors and figuring out what their motivation may be and other times just sort of classifying the malware as uh, as malicious and then within i guess the malicious uh, umbrella you know whether it's a, a trojan app or whether it's like banking trojan or adware or app droppers or you know something more specific right and what what happens to that information where does it go once you've discovered how to reverse engineer things the company i work for is an endpoint security company So what we focus on is post-perimeter security, which is a way of saying uh, everything from mobile to providing uh, SDKs for application developers to basically make their applications more secure. And uh, my role is writing coverage for the, uh, I guess you would say, like an antivirus application for mobile devices. It's called Lookout for Work or or there's a, a lookout uh, client option as well. Right. So everything that I do, looking at the different malware that I work with, um, I write coverage to make sure that when people have uh, the lookout product installed on their phone and they happen to either be targeted or accidentally download something malicious, they will get a notification saying, hey, this might be trying to steal your banking information. Right. Okay, fine. So this is obviously a never-ending challenge. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Malware authors are very creative. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Um, So, Christina, can you maybe share a unique career tip, maybe one the audience doesn't know and perhaps should? So this is one that I think has been most relevant to me, and it's something that I found a little bit later, I guess, in my career is um, it's just the importance of visibility and how useful that could be in terms of getting to where you'd like to be in your career. So for example, that could be showing others that you're passionate about um, about IT or about a particular niche area of the industry by blogging or by speaking at conferences or by getting involved in social media or you know anything along those lines. For me personally, that's been a really wonderful way to connect with other people and find new opportunities. And it's something I didn't necessarily think was important until I, I kind of fell into it just by starting to blog and and, uh, and create a bit of an Instagram and start speaking at these conferences, it, it ended up being incredibly valuable. Right. I mean, in terms of the engagement you get, you get much of that through, well, in general, social media, presumably. Is there any particular platforms that you find uh, you get more engagement with? 
I think right now it's Instagram, which is kind of surprising. It, uh, it doesn't seem like the social media platform that would cater the most to our industry, but it is surprisingly active. And there are more and more people starting to post, you know, little mini blog updates on the captions for the photos that they're posting. And it's become quite a community right now. Sure. I mean, everybody's got a phone with them these days and, and photographs are taken everywhere. So exactly. I can, yeah, I can see why Instagram is still, still growing. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Christina, can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment to what you learned from that experience? This is one that I, I guess happened before I was technically working full-time. I had, I had been working part-time, um, but it really has always sort of struck me as like the worst moment in, in sort of the, the career path I was on. Um, I was still in school. I was in my very last year of university studying computer science and I was doing a research project for a game studio called Ubisoft in Montreal. And uh, this research project basically consisted of a bunch of different groups from different universities creating these five-minute game demos using uh, this software called Unreal Engine. And we had to present our five-minute game demo to all of the Ubisoft executives in Montreal. And this, for me, was basically a dream opportunity. I was studying to essentially be a game developer and it was just a really wonderful opportunity. So I was very excited to do the presentation, but about a week before we had to present, we had about two months to to develop the game. Yeah. But a week before we had to present, I guess two out of six of our group members dropped out of the program (laughs) and uh, yeah, hadn't completed their part of the project. And we just found out when they basically dropped out. So that left the remaining four of us to quite literally pull three or four all-nighters in a row. And uh, we got something working. We got, you know, kind of pieced together any areas that were missing. And we had a kind of functioning game environment and stuff like that. But it was definitely not as polished as we all wanted it to be. Sure. And so we, we stood up in front of these executives and gave our demo. And uh, the game crashed about two minutes into it. And we couldn't get it running again. And it was by far the most humiliated I have ever been. <laughs> and all of us were just so devastated because we had worked for so long and just had such high hopes that this was going to go well. So I basically left the presentation, like kept it together while we were on stage, left the presentation and cried on a park bench for about a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you take away from that in, in terms of learning? Well, I think the biggest thing was at that point in my life, you know, I saw this as basically the end of my uh, potential career as a game developer. (laughs) I thought, that's it. I'll never get hired. The the executives wouldn't have been impressed by that. And I'm just never going to find a job as a game developer. So I think one of the biggest things was to not catastrophize situations like this. At the end of the day, we were actually all offered jobs by the company and it didn't end up being the absolute end of the world. So I I think when situations like this happen, I think it's important to always prepare for the worst. Always expect that everything could go as possibly wrong as as you would hope it doesn't. But prepare for those situations when, when it could and when it does. And that's particularly helpful for the industry that I'm in right now, because in information security, you kind of have to always, always assume that the worst things could happen. You have to assume that your computer could get hacked. You have to assume 
that if you're building an application, the person using the application is a malicious actor. You have to assume that anybody within your organization that might be using a device connected to your network could at any time have their credentials fished. So always preparing for the worst case scenario sounds very pessimistic, but I found it to be quite useful. And then, you know, when when everything hits the fan, just realizing it's not the end of the world and picking yourself up, dusting yourself off and just keep on keeping on because it's typically not the end of the world. (laughs) Definitely not. No, that's right. Okay. So moving away from your worst moment, can you maybe tell us about your career highlight? You know, I actually think my career highlight so far has been getting the job that I'm in right now. Um, I didn't study, you know, IT security in university. The only programs they really had available were master's programs. And uh, my role before this, as you said, in the intro, I was doing application security, which is sort of relevant to what I'm doing now as a malware researcher, because I'm still looking at Android applications and iOS applications, but uh, it, it is a little bit different. So I think this was a highlight for me because I did a lot of work on my own to kind of build the skills that would allow me to move into this sort of role. I always knew once I transitioned to security that I wanted to do malware research, and it was just a matter of of how and when that would happen. I kind of expected the trajectory to be a lot longer. I thought, oh, maybe I'll have to go do a master's, or maybe I'll have to spend a couple of years doing independent research. But I ended up just putting a lot of my spare time into reading a lot about Um, different malware analysis techniques and reading blogs from other researchers and being really inspired by them and really kind of directed my self-study. So I started my master's and I made sure that I was looking at courses that were very specific to uh, to malware research. And, And, you know, even though I didn't necessarily have all of the past experience as a, you know, explicitly a, a malware researcher, I had these, um, the sort of like, adjacent experience. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but I had I had experience from my my existing role where I knew how to write code, I knew how to analyze code, I knew what to look for in terms of the security of an application, and then I sort of um, supported that with self-study. And that was a big highlight because it, it took a lot of focus and dedication and work, but it ended up being really rewarding because now I'm, I'm doing, you know, exactly what I hoped I would do. Sure. So the, the extra effort you put in outside of your, your daily job, if you like, made, made the difference, presumably, in moving your career forward. Absolutely. Yes. Cool. Okay. So, Christina, can you maybe tell us what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular? I think the biggest thing, the thing that I find most exciting is, especially for those that are interested in transitioning to a career in IT, or maybe you know they're already working in IT and sort of figuring out which part of the industry they want to be in. I think one of the most exciting things about this industry is that you can basically do any kind of work that interests you. You know, if you're interested in security, you can be a pen tester. Um, If you want to do development, there's always front-end development, back-end development. There's, you know, data science, malware analysis, DevOps. There's just an endless number of options, it seems. And the list continues to grow, especially as we're seeing new technology kind of coming about and and being more necessary for different enterprise solutions or consumer products and stuff like that. And so there's really something for everyone and anyone with an interest in computers or software or, you know, in technology in general. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely right. Are there any areas that sort of inspire you or you feel a, a significant interest? 
Yeah, well, I mean, where where I am right now with malware analysis, I think that for me is the most exciting, not only because it's where I've decided to focus my my energy and my career and my learning and research and stuff, but it just sort of seems like malware authors are always adapting to the work that we're doing as researchers. And that's kind of a bad thing because you really want to keep people safe. Um, but it can also be exciting because there are so many innovative ways that people are, are finding to, you know, circumvent certain rules. You know, there was a, a blog post, I believe this week or last week about malware right now that is not actually triggering any malicious code until it feels the, or it senses the accelerometer in a device to basically indicate that someone's moving. And the reason it's doing this is because it doesn't want an emulator like ones that would be used by malware detection services to see that it might be doing something malicious. So that's kind of an interesting way for someone to get around the rules yeah. of, of, you know, those sort of detection services. And it, it's, it makes our job more difficult, but it is really interesting to see. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Sure, absolutely. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I loved video games, and I've loved computers since I was very little. My parents started me using a computer when I was about two. And I started learning to code in like HTML and um, a little bit of JavaScript when I was about nine because I wanted to customize the web pages for these sort of like these online pets. It was it was a website called Neopets that actually still exists. And I wanted to make my pets custom web pages. So once I started doing doing that and learning a little bit about how to code, I just fell in love with the problem solving aspect of it and, and kind of kept going from there. Okay. What is the best career advice you've ever received? This would have to be from my dad. <laughs> and it was uh, to not be afraid to network that networking can actually be incredibly valuable, even though it's sometimes painful. Indeed, yeah, particularly early on in your career when you're probably not as confident. So, yeah. Absolutely. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I would try and jump right into a career in information security rather than taking the long road around. Um, you know, I kind of started as a software engineer and then transitioned to application security, uh, but it, it took me about I don't know, four, four and a half years to do that. So I would have just jumped right into it. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I think the biggest one right now is just continuing to grow my skills and learning from those who are more senior who have been doing this longer than I have been. And then trying to to speak at more conferences or, or publish new research. And uh, I think those are probably the, the three biggest right now. Okay. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I think that would be the ability to communicate and uh, and maybe manage difficult social situations within teams or within organizations. I thankfully haven't had to deal with that too often, um, but I think it's one of those soft skills that uh, ends up being quite valuable, especially within a team environment. Very much so, yeah. Social interaction, absolutely key. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Christina, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Sure. Uh, This is something, and it kind of stems from a question I get asked a lot about how to get started in a particular uh, niche part of our industry. And, And my advice would be to not be afraid to jump into something that interests you, even if you don't 
feel like you have very much experience in it. And, you know, one of the things we talked about a little while ago was just how this industry is evolving so quickly. Um, there aren't many fixed rules about what credentials you're are required or, you know, what, what is expected of you to transition to certain roles. And sometimes there are those expectations, but a lot of the time people are very, very excited to welcome, um, welcome those who have either taught themselves or shown that they're really passionate about a particular niche area of the industry. And, and that can go a long way, sometimes even more so than having, you know, a piece of paper or a diploma or degree or something like that. So yeah. yeah, just don't be afraid to jump into something that interests you. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? I'm a bunch of places on the internet, um, basically all under the same handle, which is chmodxx, which is, it, it's spelled exactly as it sounds, chmodxx. Um, I'm on Instagram at that handle and Twitter, and I have a website, which is just chmodxx.net. And feel free to reach out with any questions you might have. Christina, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks so much for having me, Phil. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in to today's episode and to my guest's career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. And a quick reminder that the show has now three episodes every week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show to get new episodes automatically downloaded. Also, don't forget to join the IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. You'll get to engage with other like-minded people, get to find out more about upcoming guests and other episodes, and can get involved in the future direction of the podcast. It really is a great pleasure to be able to talk to so many inspirational people from across the industry and to be able to share their stories and advice with you. Thanks for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.